0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Don't Talk About It. Today, we are going to focus on one of the biggest elements of my life um, that is a very enriched, passionate hobby of mine. Um, It helps me really release a lot of my, uh, I would say, energy, especially being hyperactive. I have a lot of energy that builds up. Um, It's also something that I feel like is a great expression of who I am as a person. And um, because of a couple people in my life, it almost never happened. So um, today I'm going to share that story with you and uh, we'll go from there. So most of my life, I've been a doodler. I always loved to draw. Um, I remember being a kid and just uh, being locked in my room with... Pins and pencils and crayons and, I mean, anything that can make art paint. Um, I remember taking the sticky notes when I was a kid in the classroom, all the different colors, and just arranging them to be kind of this abstract pattern and shape. Um, I used to love drawing cartoons. I got, like, hooked on cartoons, like, especially during the uh, Looney Tune era, like the Bugs Bunny and U70 Sam. I just used to draw those cartoons all the time. Um, It's just like what I felt helped me balance my mind and put it at rest for a little while and um, you know it created something that was very prideful and uh, it was something that almost was meditative to me as well. Um, So all through school just always used to doodle all through the pages of my notebook and um, really, uh, I just found myself just addicted to drawing all the time, um, and just creating art, but it was always like these abstract, you know, shapes. Like, um, I used to do copy artist, um, with like the, the Looney Tunes or the cartoons were, uh, what like copy artist is, is you will look at a picture and then you'll just draw that exact same version, um. But I always had an issue with being a copy artist as a kid, um, and even now as an adult kid, is uh, I like to create something that doesn't exist. Um, It's kind of just my personality. I don't like to reinvent the wheel. Um, If it's already out there, a lot of times I lose interest in it. And it's like, well, why would I want to do that? It already exists. Um, So why is this important? Um, because, Because Abstract is what, like, really feels like it comes from, like, my soul. It's my energy. Like, I, I can force myself to draw, but I don't enjoy it. Um, but, like, when I paint, um, it just, it's just so free-flowing. There's no no thought behind it. Um, so this is kind of where the, the story begins. In high school, I, I took an art class, and for the... Just pleasure of people in my story, uh, not to use names, so we're going to call this gentleman Mr. Smith, um, even though it would give me great pleasure to use actual names. Uh, So Mr. Smith was my high school art teacher, and I took him my freshman year, and I was just super excited to take an art class. You know, here I've been a doodler my my whole childhood life. Um, I have an opportunity in high school to finally take an art class. And, um, you know, because when I, when I was a kid, I'm 35 now, so, you know, we didn't have YouTube and we didn't have Amazon to just, like, order products and try your own thing. Um, I mean, I just, you know, only had the resources that were available to me. Um, locally, I grew up on um, property out where my neighbors had a 40-acre cow pasture. So, uh, you know, I couldn't run around the corner just to buy some art supplies. Um, so I was just was so eager to get, you know, into this art class. And um, my first day of art class, uh, Mr. Smith notices my doodles in, in the classroom and he kind of taps his finger down. He goes, I, I'm going to get back to you on that. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay. So... Everything he's teaching us with the class is about shapes and shadows and, you know, like light sources and different mediums, like what is acrylic, what is graphite, how do those blend, and just getting into a lot of, like, the basics around art. And then um, what I quickly realized is that this art class was limited to pretty much being just a realism class, um, the whole goal of the class was to be the best realistic artist you could be, um, and you know really focus those skills on perfecting it and getting it getting it right. Um, and then that's where the finger tap comes into play. So after class, Mr. Smith comes up to me and he says, "Dean, he goes, you are an incredible artist." Um, but we're going to work this class into teaching you how not to waste your talents. And I wasn't quite sure what that meant until, you know, the class had gone on, and we had to turn in our first project. So my my first project, um, what we had to do was an eye, like this eyeball, and um, it was, you know, just the, the full eye on probably like an 8x11 sheet of paper, um and everybody's eye looked very realistic um and so did mine except for mine the eyelashes were tulips coming out of the eyelashes so each eyelash finished with a, a tulip flower on it and um the like the dark spot of the eye was the center of a sunflower and so the color of the eye was actually a sunflower instead of um, just, a, you know, a solid eye color, and I was so excited to to show Mr. Smith this, and um, I handed it in, and he didn't say anything. He just glanced at it, and when uh, my grade came back uh, uh, the following Monday, I had received an F for not completing the assignment and follow, not following proper instructions, and uh, and so I went up to class and I talked to him, and you know he said, Dean, he goes, this is this is great, but this is not the assignment. What you gave me is a is a mishmash collage. Um, that's not the assignment. So you have the option to redraw it, and I can change your grade, or um, you can proceed with the grade you have." So, um, so I redraw it because growing up in a in a household, if you know, if I got an A. It was great. If I got anything besides an A, it was questioned. So, um, you know, getting an F was like absolutely out of the question, like no way possible that was that going to happen. Um, you know, I'd probably be walking to school every day in the snow, uphill both ways, um, and be grounded for the rest of my life if I brought home an F. (laughs) But, um, but so Mr. Smith, uh, so I redid the the eyeball, pushed it in, got it got the grade. And as the class went on, we kept having these disputes about how I should how I should spend my time. And uh about halfway through the year, we had this project of um creating an, an animal, even if it didn't exist, it was um it was creating a realistic version of this animal. And I got really excited because, you know, I thought like, yeah, Minotaur, or, you know, like some way to to bring my abstract creativity into an assignment. And at the start of the class there was a um good a good size, like probably a twenty by twenty-four canvas with a um graphite drawing of a dragon on it. And um it was really good and I was Uh, eyeing it because, you know, the style of drawing kind of resonated with me a little bit, but I wasn't sure why. And Mr. Smith kept coming around and goes, what do you think? You know, what do you think? What do you think? And, and then it, it dawned on me that, that it was my brother who had drawn it. And he goes, pretty good, huh? He goes, pretty good, huh? Yeah, see. And what Mr. Smith had done is he had utilized or more used my brother to draw a picture in the version that he wanted me to draw in. And then he used that as the class example of what a ideal artist should be like. And, um, I remember going home just like totally devastated that, you know, I had felt so like manipulated by both the teacher and, you know, my own brother, you know, as a, but as an adult now, I realize that my brother was just following the, author, authoritarian or the authoritarianism of, of the teacher, um, you know, so I can't, you know, fault him for, for that and nor would I fault him for that, um, but needless to say, um, this had continued for the rest of class, and when it was done, I handed in my portfolio, and I was, you know, definitely a little bit rebellious. Um, I'm somebody who I feel like if a piece of my soul is being suppressed, uh, my entire self is being suppressed, um, which is part of the part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is. Um, I thought, you know, what's a better way to share yourself with the world than to talk about the things that you've been writing in your journal for yourself to hear and reflect on? Um, You know, because I'm sure we've all wrote down similar stories of times we've been disappointed and times we've felt, you know, um, used and abused. Um, So, so I uh, back to the portfolio. Um, Class had ended, and I handed in my portfolio, and I decided to stay true to who I am, and so I did all the assignments with a little hint of abstract thrown into them. So what I mean by that is maybe the eye was shaped like a square, or maybe the foot had nine toes, you know, just something that made it a little different. And uh, I received uh, an F on my portfolio, and um, this grade was going to cost me my graduation, so, so I actually took my portfolio about a week later, and I have to say I'm definitely privileged as a, as a child. My mother worked for the school district and still does, and um, so I feel like I had a little bit more of a voice with the teachers because I've been around them my whole life. Um, so confidently I grabbed my portfolio and walked into the principal's office, and I, you know, I said, uh, Mrs. Principal, I said, here's my portfolio, I'd like you to take a look at this for me and um I handed her the curriculum requirements for the syllabus of the class. And um I said, What do you think? And she said, I, I think this is incredible. You know, she had glanced through it for, you know, probably about five minutes. felt like five minutes, it was probably like fifteen seconds. <laughs> but um, she goes this is this is phenomenal." I said, "Well, please explain to me why I'm failing a class because the reason is is that I have failed to meet the requirements of the class so this prompted a meeting with uh, my mother and the teacher, and the teacher brought me up to a c minus so I can graduate um, and you know, I was so." you know overjoyed that you know the prick decided to do that um <laughs> you know I, it was just like seriously a c minus i mean talk about giving as little as you can get um but nevertheless i passed but what this did is it it set it set the tone for the the next the next uh you know 10 11 years for me um, after that class, I, I stopped drawing, um, and I stopped painting and I just, I, I didn't do it anymore. It, it just, the, the motivation, the desire, the, the heart was just gone. And I remember, you know, not even wanting to doodle when I, when I got to, to college. And so this had, you know, completely stopped and, um, and I always had felt like this that there was a piece of me that was missing. There was like a piece of me that was crying out for attention. You know that you know, hey, I'm here. I need I need you just as much as as you need me. And um, and I think why this feeling was so strong is because whenever we deprive ourselves of something that I feel like is truly genuine of of who we are, and I'm not talking about like depriving yourself of, you know, your Maui Jim sunglasses or your Ray-Ban sunglasses so that you can buy the cheaper pair from Amazon. Um, No, I'm talking about like, if you wake up every morning and you feel like you wanna be a mother, you should pursue that. You know, if you wake up every morning and you feel like you should be a chef, you should pursue that. you know that's that passion, that fire that burns inside is, you know, things that 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 can't be put out. And you know, as long as it's legal, I would I would say do it, <laughs> you know, within reason. Um, but you shouldn't suppress yourself of of uh, the true version of who you are. Um, and and where this this story turns for the good is um, about. 10, 10, 11 years later, I was 26 at the time, and I ran into uh, somebody who is now a a close friend, and I'm going to call this guy Mr. B. And uh, Mr. B was a retired art teacher, and um, he was a a peer where I was working at, um, or as as a wellness professional. And, um, I don't know, I was sitting at lunch and one day I like doodled on my napkin or, you know, something really simple and he had noticed and he said that he takes art classes or teaches art classes on the weekends for, you know, about $10 a class and I should pop by. So I did and, um, you know, it it was very similar to like the art class with Mr. Smith and, you know, it was like it was structured and we learned about the basics and, you know, I thought, oh God, here we go again. And um I had instantly given up probably about three minutes into the class and just figured I'd get through it and tell him, Hey, you know, thanks for letting me come by and off I'd go. Um but after class he said, you know, Dean, I wanna talk to you. And uh and I said, Okay. <laughs> I thought flashbacks, okay, PTSD, here we go again, Mr. Smith. Um and he comes up and he goes, you know, you have a lot of talent, but you don't seem like you have a lot of passion. And uh, I said, yeah, you're right. I I, I don't. I said I, I don't feel like 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 this is what I I want to do. And he goes, well, well, what do you want to do? And and I said, well, I've always wanted to dabble with acrylic. Um, I said, but I have no idea how to paint. And he said. Yes, you do. And I remember that like distinctly. Because because he knew, you know. He knew that that there was something in me that was being deprived. And obviously to this day it still gets me a little emotional. But what he really did is he gave me a nudge of encouragement that I think we all need, and sometimes it doesn't come from others. Sometimes it needs to come from ourselves. And I said to Bruce, I said, "Mr. B," and uh, we'll call him we'll call him Bruce. I don't know why that name slipped out, but but we'll call him Bruce. So, Mr. B, Mr. Bruce looks at me and goes, go home. And he goes, and I want you to think about color. Just color. I said, okay. So I thought about color, and I called him, and I told him I had thought about color. These are the colors that keep coming into my mind. He said, okay. So the next class, he had a canvas, and he had those colors for me. And then he sent me home. And he said... You're not taking class today. You don't need this class. This is not you. There's nothing here for you. He said, Take this paint and go. And I said, What does that mean? What do you mean, take this paint and go? Like, you're kicking me out? Like, take this paint and go? And it, he said, No. He goes, Go home, put the canvas down, and just go for it. He goes, You know what to do. He goes, the only thing I want you to pay attention to is how it feels. And if it feels fucking fantastic, then just do it. Don't think. Don't judge. Don't edit. Just do it. I just remember that sitting with me and being like oh my god like these words yes like this hits home this is this is what I feel and I remember coming home and going into the garage and throwing down this canvas on our on our concrete floor and just like grabbing anything I could find like ropes and screwdrivers and just like slinging pain and throwing pain and it was just like this conversation between myself and the painting and it was like, I knew exactly what my next move was before the action was taken. And it just felt so effing fantastic. And the only downside was when I was done, I was so in the mood that, or in the zone, that I didn't realize that I had literally covered our entire garage with the paint. <laughs> and so now I've, I've worked on putting drop cloths down and other things to, you know, help prevent this. But I just remember the garage being covered with paint. And I didn't even care because it felt so releasing and so freeing and so right. And there was not a doubt in my mind that this is what I was going to do. And I've continued to do this, um, so I'm um, going on 36, and I've been painting for about you know 10 years now, and I've done probably close to about 30 30 paintings, and most of them have been commissions for friends, and uh, you know I have this one canvas that probably gets painted every couple years or every year just based on you know when I get tired of looking at it, it sits in my living room, I you know when I when it's time for a change, I bring it out to the garage, and you know. Paint, paint a little bit more, um, throw a little bit more on it, and ever, ever so keep it changing. Um, but, but my point is, is like this. This really completed my soul, and it really brought me to a, a, an element of me that is very strong and is not suppressed. And I paint every day, and I do commissions all the time for people, and I post my work on Instagram just because I can share my expression, my energy, myself with the world. And if it inspires somebody else, great. Um, And it inspired me in return because as of about two weeks ago, I got invited, accepted, and now sponsored by an online gallery. Um, So, you know, I guess it's kind of like, screw you, Mr. Smith. Like, I remember he told me once that people who can't do art do abstract. Well... You know what they say about opinions. I think we've all heard it, they're like a-holes, everyone has one. And like yours, it stinks. So don't let somebody change your opinion. Don't let somebody change who you are because it better suits them. Don't let others make decisions for you and take away your true fire and your true joy. Thank you so much for listening to me. This is a little story about my life that we're not supposed to talk about. We always hear the positive, but now you're gonna hear a little bit of how we get to the positive. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for your time and tune in next week.